we will compare our reality to this perfect picture in our mind of what we think our life is supposed to look like. And then we feel bad because our life doesn't live up to this unattainable picture that we've created in our minds. Welcome to the Coaching Your Family Relationships podcast, where we work on building a stronger you so that you can survive and thrive no matter what is happening in your family. I'm your host, Certified Family Relationship Coach, Tina Gosney. Let's get started. Welcome to the last week in January. It's the last series in a series of episodes on setting relationship goals. These can be super tricky to set and to know, like, are we even making progress? And that's what we're going to talk about today is making progress. So just a reminder, part one, the first week in January, we talked about having a healthy mindset around our goals. And in the second part, we were working from a place of identity. So long lasting change, instead of trying to force behaviors that are short lived and don't really um, last very long, really short lived. So part three last week was the what, why, and the how. How do we even set a goal? How do we even know what to set? What should we be focusing on? And today we're going to talk about how to measure progress, which can be really tricky. It's not something that you can put your finger on, like getting on the scale and seeing if I lost a few pounds or getting a job that I wanted or seeing progress maybe in a class I was taking. Like we can't always measure these types of goals by something we can put our finger on, something that's concrete. So I'm going to show you today some different ways to be looking at setting these types of goals and measuring your progress. Before I get into that, though, I want to remind you that I have a guide that helps you navigate this four-part series. It's only available this month. In a few days, actually, it will be gone. And it's going to walk you through, in a very systematic way, the things that I'm covering in this podcast this month. The month is almost over. If you haven't downloaded your copy, you're almost out of time. So if you're listening to this after January of 2024, just email me directly and I can send you the guide, but it's probably not going to be, the link will probably not still be active. Also, I want to remind you that in the first quarter of 2024, I am offering 24 calls, coaching calls, strategy calls at the current price of $25. Once all 24 of these calls are spoken for, or this first quarter is gone, meaning that we're in the 1st of April of 2024, that price is going to go up. I've been offering these calls for the last few years, and I've kept the price really low because I want you to have the opportunity to come and experience coaching. I had somebody say to me the other day, oh, so you're a life coach, so you just help people like have a better life. (laughs) I was like, well... Yeah, I guess you could put put it that way. Um, I think it's a lot more than that. And so I think a lot of people, including this friend of mine who mentioned that to me, are just confused about what coaching is. I want you to come and experience coaching. There's absolutely no obligation to sign up for anything further. I love having one-time coaching calls with people and working with somebody one time to figure out somewhere that they're stuck, something that they need help with, just like this one issue that they need help with. 
And it's not a sales call. I don't offer to coach you any further. And if you want to ask me how to work with me, you can do that. But I, it's not something that I bring up on these calls. So it's purely a strategy coaching call where you can bring something that you need help with. And you can even bring this guide. You can download the guide and we can work on this together. But you're going to leave that call with a very clear plan on how to move forward. In fact, some people have gotten so much value out of these calls that I get emails even years later telling me how they're still using the things that we worked on um, and how it's really helped their life and in their family. The link is in the show notes. So if this sounds like something that you're interested, I want you to click that link and set up your call. Now let's get into measuring progress. And this even sounds like a scary topic, don't you think? Like, oh, I don't want to look at how am I going to measure progress? And remember, it's going to be tricky. It's not concrete. So your brain is going to tell you that you can't measure it or that you're not making progress. And I'm going to show you how it's doing that today. So we need to check in with ourselves regularly. We need to look for micro wins, tiny little shifts in our thinking, in the way that we approach our life, in the way that we approach other people. We need to pay attention to the small, tiny little things that are shifting over time. Because if we don't pay attention to them on purpose, our brain will not do it for us. I think of this kind of like, you know, when you watch your kids grow up and you're with them every day, you don't see them growing. You don't really see them growing much. Well, there was one summer where I saw my son growing literally like out of a pair of pants every three months, <laughs> but that's not usual, right? <laughs> so we watch our kids every day grow and we don't realize we can't see them growing. But then if you look back at a picture from a year ago or two years ago, you see how much they've changed, but you can't see it in the moment. And these, these goals that we're setting, the kind of goals that I'm talking about, it's like that. It's like you have to look back at time and, and compare how you used to do things to how you're doing them now. And you know what else about your kids growing is that just because you see, oh, they've grown so much this last year, doesn't mean they're not going to keep growing. And the same thing with you. So you might look back at like, how did I handle the same type of situation a year ago or five years ago? And I'm like, I'm handling it differently now. And that also doesn't mean that you won't handle it differently a year or five years from now. You are going to continue to grow as well. But this is the same idea that we want to um, look back on purpose into, on purpose into how we used to do things to compare them, how we're doing now, just to gauge kind of how we've grown and how we have progressed through our journey in this life. So, you know, we get this picture in our minds. It's so easy for us to do this. We get this picture in our minds of this is the way my life is supposed to look like. This is the things I was supposed to have. This is what was supposed to happen to me. These are how the people in my life were supposed to behave and how other people are supposed to treat me. And we get that idea. We get this picture in our mind. And rarely do our lives look at like that ideal picture. And what we end up doing is we compare our reality to that perfect picture in our mind. 
And then we just live in all the lack, right? All the things that we don't have, all the ways that our life is not what it was supposed to be. And we feel bad because our life doesn't live up to that unattainable picture that we created in our mind. That picture was never supposed to happen. The way your life is supposed to happen is the way it is happening right now. But our brains don't give us credit for that because it wants to compare, right? Comparison is such a huge deal. It's so damaging, but it's also so normal for us to do. We compare our marriage to that couple down the street who always looks so happy. They're always out doing yard work together, looking like they're having fun. How do they do that, right? Or we compare ourselves to that mom who has the children who look like they love her so much and they all like to come and hang out with her. And of course, she's a better mom than you are because your kids don't really like to be around you, right? That's what we all tell ourselves. You compare yourself to, you know, to that person, that one person that you know is friends with everybody and they always seem to have friends everywhere they go. And they're always posting pictures of the fun things they're doing with their friends. And they always have something fun planned. You know the kind of person I'm talking about? Of course, she's like a way better person than me because look at all those friends. Like everybody loves her more. We compare ourselves in this way all the time. All the things that we see and the things that we thought we were supposed to have. And that's not useful. It's not helpful. It actually can be very damaging and it kills our joy. Comparison is a joy killer and it's a progress killer too. So when we do this, we are not noticing like how far we have gone, how far we have come, the progress that we've made. We're only noticing, I still don't have this thing that I want. And we get discouraged and we get frustrated. And then when we get discouraged and frustrated, That is a great recipe for saying, fine, I'm just not even going to try anymore. And we give up. And then we end up living in the lack, the lack of life. And we see more about how our life isn't measuring up. And that tends to snowball because when we tend to focus on one thing that we're lacking in our life, it will open up the door to see other things that we think are lacking in our life. And it becomes like, you know, a snowball that you send downhill and it just gains momentum and it gets bigger and bigger. That's what happens to us. We start seeing lack everywhere. So tempting to do this. And it plays into our egos and into our insecurities. We end up comparing our inner world and our reality, what we see to somebody else's outer world, only the small little portion of their life the little snapshot of their life that we can see, which is so not their reality, probably. But our brains love to focus in on our insecurities. And it's actually biologically programmed to do that. It's our brain's way of keeping us safe and alive. Our brain is not so much concerned about our happiness and fulfillment as it is of keeping us safe and alive. It's two of its main jobs Because our brain thinks if we're aware of how we aren't measuring up, then we're going to fix it. And then when we fix it, we'll be more accepted and we'll be more loved. We'll have more of everything that we want. And love and acceptance and belonging equals survival in our brain's view. 
So our brain has this crazy way of reminding us all the time about how we are not measuring up. And it says to us, maybe it says it in these words, maybe it has it in different words, but it's saying to us all the time, you need to be loved and accepted because that will keep us alive as long as possible. And right now you're not cutting it, so you should step it up. Have you ever had those thoughts go through your mind? Maybe different words, maybe similar words. Has this ever happened to you? You lay down at night, have a busy day, so busy, so many things that you had to do that day. And you lay down at night, finally, like in a quiet, restful state, and your brain starts going to work, right? It goes through the mental checklist of everything you did that day. Did you get all the things done that you were supposed to get done? Oh, you better remember those things that you didn't get done because you need to do them tomorrow. And so I'm going to remind you of all the things that you need to do tomorrow, just in case you forget, because they're super important. I'm going to remind you, I'm talking as your brain, (laughs) I'm going to remind you of all the conversations that you had that day. Conversations that some of them went well and some of them didn't go well, but I'm going to focus on the ones that didn't go well, because those are ones that you need to fix. And you need to have, maybe you need to go back and tell that person that they misunderstood you. Maybe they're thinking about you in a way that you don't want them to think about you. So you need to go correct that. Or maybe you just need to be different the next time you have that conversation. Or it's going to remind you and even come up with, hey, you know what? That conversation, you should have said this and this and this. Why didn't you think of that? You should have said it then. What's wrong with you that you didn't think of it then? It's going to play out conversations you haven't even had. Maybe you'll have them tomorrow. Maybe you will never even have them. But it's going to play out conversations and situations that you could possibly be in in the future. And then it's going to flip back to, you know, when you were in eighth grade. And it's going to remind you of that stupid thing that you did in fifth grade. And what, how immature you were. And you can't believe, how did I ever let myself do that. And then it's going to flip forward to, oh, my kids might never get into college. If they don't pass this class, then that's going to affect their GPA and they won't get into the college they want. And then their life is going to be terrible. Okay. So that means you're a bad mom. Your brain, you lay down at night and your brain goes in circles, reminding you of all the things that you haven't done, the ways you haven't measured up, And remember, this is your brain's way of getting you into more safety through love and acceptance. Seems a crazy backwards way to do that. But that's what happens. That's what our brains do. But this is how our brain operates. Not very helpful, but this is what it does. So just a reminder, your brain is saying to you, you need to be loved and accepted and you need to fit in perfectly to stay alive. And right now you're not doing a very good job. So you need to try harder. Does this sound like you? Does it sound like what happens for you? If this, if what I have just gone through has triggered anything in you, I want you just to slow down and take a deep breath. Maybe take 10 deep breaths. Because I know this, what I've just described happens for so many people every single day. I want you to calm down and I want you to give yourself a break. Maybe even wrap your arms around yourself right now and give yourself a hug. Calm down and slow down your breathing. So instead of letting our brains go crazy and should, I'm putting that in quotation marks, should 
all over ourselves. Should is a four-letter word in coaching, by the way, if you didn't know that. I want you to refocus and look at the things that you're doing right. You can ask yourself some questions like, what did I do well today? What three wins did I create in my life today? How did I do something differently today than I would have done last year or five years ago? How does my body feel when I'm so hard on myself? How can I be more compassionate with myself? We don't have to require perfection from ourselves or for anyone else for that matter. What we want to do is to think about bringing more compassion into our lives and into our bodies and into our minds and look for some things that we're doing right. Because what we focus on is really, really important. What we focus on, we're going to create more of. So when I focus on how did I do something differently today than I would have done last year, I'm focusing on small little wins that happen over time that I was not able to see. When I focus on how does my body feel when I'm hard on myself, I'm bringing awareness to my own body and my own experience of what I'm allowing my brain to do. When I focus on how am I being compassionate towards myself, I am focusing on being kind and considerate and giving myself a break and not requiring perfection. We want to focus on what is going right. And when we do that, we begin to create and see more of that very thing. We don't get ourselves to do more or be better by beating ourselves up. If you want help with this, if you're like, I, that sounds awesome, but I don't know how to do that, then I want you to set up one of those strategy calls that I was talking about. I've helped so many people do this very thing that I'm describing to you. Beating yourself up, making to do or be something different does not work. You might get temporary, short-lived results, but you're going to feel terrible when you do it. And you're not going to feel any more worthy, any more happier, any more anything except bad as you do it. So this does not work to beat ourselves up. Being kind, compassionate, and focusing on our wins, especially the micro wins, that is what creates change, lasting change over time. And it helps us to feed our identities, as I said in an earlier podcast this month. We all need to give ourselves time to create the things that we want to in our life and to make the changes in ourselves that we are longing for. We need to give ourselves time. So if you want help with this, please go click that link in the show notes and set up a strategy call with me. We can work on this together. You do not have to do it alone. Now, I want you to look at yourself. Our goal is to look at yourself in a neutral way, which can be really difficult to do. I'm just going to tell you, our brains do not want to allow us to do this. We want to say, okay, if, I try, if I'm trying to yell at my kids less, every time I yell at my kids, my brain is going to remind me, you know what? What is wrong with you? There is something wrong with you. You can't even go one day without yelling. Come on, get it together. That's what your brain is going to say. By the way, that's not neutral. 
that is very not neutral. What your brain is not going to show you is all the times that day where you reacted to your kids in a very loving and kind way. When you didn't yell, where you handled things differently. It's not going to show you that. It's going to show you the times that you didn't do what you wanted to. So we have to get past, intentionally get past our own brain's wiring to show us how we aren't measuring up and what we're making that mean. Because truly, all of your progress is just data. It's data that helps you know, like, okay, where am I going to focus on next? What am I going to work on? It can be really difficult to look at the things that you do or the things that are happening in your life as data. Sometimes that is the most difficult step to making progress. And so I want you to go through this exercise. When you go to bed each night, take five minutes, get a little journal, keep it by your bed, pencil, pen, whatever you like to write with, but make sure you're writing it and not doing it in your head and not typing it somewhere. You're writing this out with old school pen and paper every, every night. Take five minutes before you go to bed. Three wins. What did you do that today? What did you do that day that was good? You are being intentional about recognizing your own progress and pointing that out to your brain. Three wins every night. Do this over time. It's like adding three pennies into your bank account every day. Three pennies is not a lot, but over time, if you added, think about if you started adding three pennies into your bank account 20 years ago, how much money would you have in your bank account now? And let's just factor in compound interest on top of that. I haven't done the math, by the way, so I'm not going to give you a number, but think about that. And I love this saying I heard, oh, I've heard it many times, but I was just reminded of it a few months ago. And it was, when is the best time to plant a tree? It was 20 years ago. <laughs> when is the second best time to plant a tree? Today, right? So if we do, our brain's going to want to look back and say, oh, you should have done this 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. So get that piece of paper, pencil, pen, whatever you want. And every night before you go to bed, put three wins down on that piece of paper. In one week, just one week, you're going to have 21 wins, which is pretty amazing. But think about how many you're going to win, how many wins you'll have in a month or in a year. That's a lot of wins. That's a lot of you seeing how you're making progress. That's the equivalent of you looking back at pictures of your kids from a year ago. So you're probably saying, but there are, there are really things that I need to work on. So if I only find wins, how is that going to help me? And that's a totally valid question. So I want you to write down your three wins and then write down one thing you want to work on the next day. Just one thing, not more than one thing. One thing you're going to focus on the next day. And then you wrote it down. It's on a piece of paper. It exists in the real world and not inside your brain. So your brain won't have to hyper-focus on it and remind you of it all night. You'll let your brain relax. and then. In the new day, when you get up in the morning, you can look at that piece of paper, you know what you're focusing on, and you get a new, a brand new, beautiful day to start all over again. I love that our days are only 24 hours. So short, right? And that we spend so much of that time sleeping. We spend such a good portion of our life sleeping, but we get to reset and we get to start again the next day. 
such a blessing. As you do this, I want you to remember that two things can be true. And I want you to use the word and. You can tell yourself, I can make mistakes and I can still be making progress. I can have a really bad day and I can learn from my reactions. I can be kind to myself and not be self-centered. Our brains want to tell us that we can't have the and. It wants to make everything black and white. It wants to say, well, if I lose my temper, I'm never going to be able to change. If I made a mistake and I said an unkind thing, now I'm a terrible person. If I'm nice to myself, I'm just being selfish and conceited. So when, not if, but when, your brain tries to go into the only one thing can be true thinking, which we call it black and white thinking, I want you just to say to yourself, oh, look, there goes my brain again, thinking only one thing can be true. I know that more than one thing can be true. I want you to go pick up that step-by-step guide to setting the relationship goals. You've only got a few days left. I'm going to walk you through these steps. You're going to feel so much more um, focused as you do it together with the guide and focusing on this intentional work is in there. The things that I talked about today are in there. It's only available this month. Go get that guide before the month is over. There's a link in the show notes. Here's your journaling questions for the day, but they're not really journaling questions. They're just the simple intentions that I just went over. Before you go to bed tonight, what three wins can I find for myself today? And what one thing do I want to work on tomorrow? Do this for a week. You'll have created 21 wins for yourself. Just so you can see how you are making progress. This exercise alone can be super powerful in changing the way that you view yourself and your life and the way you experience your own progression through this life. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast and you want to take the next step, set up a strategy call with me. I offer a discounted coaching call for first-time clients. This is perfect for you if you're wanting to try out this coaching thing and find out what it's all about. Or if you're someone who has this one relationship issue where you feel stuck, you just need some help with it. The price for these calls will be going up in April of 2024. And for the first quarter of 2024, I'll be offering 24 of these calls at the current price of $25. These calls will go fast. And when I've done 24 of them, the price goes up. Schedule your call today before they're gone.